Hello and welcome to The Deal, the 2nd Brigade 1st Cavalry Division's official podcast. I'm Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez. With me I have Army Staff Sergeant Jonathan Hoover. I'm here. And also we have Army Captain Marcus Byrne. Present. Again, and welcome to the 7th episode of The Deal. We know it's been a while, but we have a special guest with us today. Commander of the 2nd Brigade, i got to say it the right way, Commander of the 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 1st Cavalry Division, Blackjack, Colonel Robert F. Whittle Jr. Welcome to the show, sir. We hear you're a big fan. Hey, I am a big fan, Sergeant Valdez. Hey, thanks. And for everybody that's listening, Sergeant Valdez actually uses a lot of hand and arm signals when he's talking. So I go crazy. He does talk with his hands, and, and you are missing out on it. So I think this would probably be even better on video than audio, but we will proceed forward. Yeah, a lot of times I lean in to go to say something, and he's got those hands hitting. It almost hits me in the face. I think, I think you've been hit before by his <laughs> I think I have. Yeah. I've knocked stuff over and hit the microphone, too. Uh, but we're going to get right into it. we got some hot topics. Hot topics! Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, you're going to do it. Okay. Kevin, are you going to do it? No. All right. I'm the only one that did it hot. Sir, you want to do it? No. no. I'm the only one. Hot <laughs> topics! Real quick, I want to get out of the way. Hot topics! Thank you're you. on your own today. Thanks, sorry. That's that's my battle buddy right there. Uh, we have uh, we had a mustache contest. I want to get it over and out real quick. It was on our Facebook page, and Sergeant Patrick Seidel, Bravo Company, 2BSTB. Uh, he does satellite, internet, voice communications. Um, he won our mustache contest. He got a, he got some likes there on our Facebook page. Uh, you competed, sir, Kemper? Yeah. Uh, if, yeah, if you call that a competition. If you call it. Yes. <laughs> I tried. I thought about it real hard, and my mustache just didn't grow. Is that what you were calling that? Was it a mustache? <laughs> That's what it was supposed to be, sir. It didn't work out like that. It's supposed to be a mustache. I, I started late, a couple days late in the mustache, con- and then I caught up with you. Right. And then I passed you. Like eight hours after you stopped shaving, <laughs> eight, eight, eight. you caught up with me. Took me about 20 minutes, but then, you know. But I, I placed zero. I got zero likes on my Facebook page. Picture. Well, it's been about 12 hours since you shaved. It's, 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 it looks like you already are back in the mustache the, contest again. I, I know. I need, I need to, to hit that again. What's, yeah, it's almost been about that long, too. So, uh, yeah, I probably have to hit that again. I, I, 20 minutes, I got a good one. But congratulations <laughs> to Sergeant Patrick Seidel. Uh, he is the winner of our uh, razor uh, mustache beard trimmer. So, Good luck for him. He can use it. He can use it. Of course, I want to plug our Facebook page, 2nd Blackjack Brigade, 1st Cavalry Division, and I'm not going to forget Twitter, at 1st Cav 2 bct And if you look on the uh, Facebook page now, it's easier to access our Twitter and our YouTube. Uh, it's right That's on right. the Facebook page. There's a lot, of, a lot of advertisements that go on at the beginning of these podcasts. So I haven't seen this Twitter account yet. It's probably something I should take a look at. What do you, what do you guys do? Like, I'm on the way to the DFAC. I'm getting out of bed. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not real time Twitter, sir. But Captain Burn, yeah, it, it basically we uh, share the same stuff we share on the Facebook page, and sometimes we share a little more, uh, just uh, random links about the army, about the brigade, first cavalry division, uh, just a, a lot of different stuff. Some of the stuff you don't get on Facebook, we share on Twitter, just because it's a lot easier medium to use. And it's a faster response. So if you have Twitter and you have your cell, mobile cell phone on you, uh, Twitter will pop up. Uh, and acknowledge something right there. So it's 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 one of our outlets, one of our social media sources that we can use. It's, so it's it's not too bad, but it's not an everyday around here thing. Yeah, it's hard to access on our Nippernet, so uh, we have to use the civilian internet to update it and put stuff on it. So right now we are in. Um, that's our Twitter. Go to our Facebook page, like us, friend us. It's way too easy. Second uh, Blackjack Brigade, First Cavalry Division. Too easy. Um, but we're going to move into uh, the holidays. We are here in the holidays already. Uh, we've been deployed for a while, and it just seems like it's going by so fast. Now we're on the holidays. Captain Byrne? Uh, I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's the holiday season. Well, you know, just kind of what we're doing what, around here. What deployment is this for you? This is my second deployment. Second deployment. For the Army. Second deployment for the Army. Okay. Uh, during the holidays? Yes. Oh, well, f- 
if it's a holiday deployment, it's my third holiday second deployment. Oh, yeah, sometimes those uh, those match up like that. <laughs> Two fifteen month deployments. I spent a few a uh, few abroad. What about you, sir? I've spent a few abroad. I was in Korea for uh, two Christmases, Germany for a total of six Christmases, Iraq for two Christmases, Bosnia for one Christmas, and now Afghanistan for one. And I always miss my family and miss them dearly uh, when I'm away from them. Of course, in Germany, I was with them, and those are, those are always great, great times. But one thing we see around here is there's a lot of packages coming in. In fact, when the mail comes, it, is, it really takes like everybody who's around to go unload the truck and bring them in and then get them distributed. So we really appreciate everything that our families and friends have been doing to uh, send Christmas packages this way. And uh, it really makes it look like Christmas around here. If you walk down the hallway, it is extremely well decorated. It is. It is. We have lights up down the hallways on either side. Uh, and what one thing, Captain Murray, you shared one. Uh, we had a school uh, send you uh, greetings or a bunch of pages. Of and we got all those plastered yeah, that was, up on uh, the wall. for Veterans Day. But, yeah, they sent us oh. all these uh all these greetings and uh they're stapled on the wall right now so everybody can walk by and read those and see the appreciation people in the states have for uh what we're doing here and uh yeah holidays around here i mean it's it it was one day there was nothing and then the next day we walked in and it seemed like everything was decorated there were lights everywhere it was it's kind of <laughs> crazy how it popped up so quick yeah i wouldn't say so much on our side though we well our side is uh the the holiday spirit we, de we decorated our door we did we did we did so that's so that's nice, but it's a holidays here. We're trying to make the best of what it is, as as what we can. A lot of us have been deployed before, so um, you know, especially for soldiers that haven't been deployed before, it's their first time. It's a new experience for them. So um, we kind of join in as a team. I think definitely to, to to make that a good experience for everybody. Yeah, it's definitely we do have a family here, each other, and and we do enjoy each other's company, and we all make it a point to be extra sensitive around the holidays because everybody's missing their families and. Uh, and that's probably the most important takeaway for our listeners is, and for our families is to just let them know we do miss them dearly, and uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing them again here this spring. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, sir. Um, I tell you what, we're going to be moving into uh, some changes that are actually, I guess, brand new holidays, new year. We have some changes going on. Captain Burt? Right. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the first thing is that recently we've had a lot of uh, our elements from uh, that were here forward deployed here to Afghanistan. We've had a lot return. Uh, so far, we've had about 400, 450 uh, personnel return from Afghanistan back to the States. And those pictures are great on Facebook. Right. And th th I mean, those are probably the fastest moving pictures that we have that we ever post. So it, it's nice to see families getting reunited, especially we got a lot of people home right before the holidays, which is a great uh, unexpected present. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the coming months, we'll see more people start redeploying, I guess. And then uh, uh, we've also got uh, so. Uh, I guess for redeployment, I mean, we've got, we've still got one five, one eight, four nine, three eight two, and the uh, brigade headquarters and parts of BSTB still here. So uh, we've still got over the year, we still got people to redeploy uh, coming up until in the March time frame. And that's true. And the, and the brigade support battalion is still out here as well. We don't want to forget about the gamblers. And so, uh, and hey, what we're doing is making sure as we uh, deliberately look at at each platoon and company. And when their missions are complete, they'll be headed back, and we will let families and, and the rear detachment back there, Task Force Pershing, know as soon as we have confirmation uh, that they're headed home so families can prepare and everything. But by and large, for the majority of the brigade combat team, we are on a 270-day uh, deployment. And if you really count the days, that, that those days count to about April 3rd. 
And I think as long as we all keep in our minds that we may be out here until April 3rd, the news will only get better from there. Okay, so it'll be April 3rd or it could be earlier. And so let's just all keep that in mind as, as we count the days until, uh, until everybody's home. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the other changes that we have throughout the brigade is uh, we mentioned all the battalions before. Now we've added a battalion. Right. We've added the uh, 1-9 CAV, which uh, right now is a RISTA battalion, Recon Surveillance Target Acquisition Battalion, but it's going to be converting to a combined arms battalion like 1-5 and 1-8. Um, and they just received a new commander, right, sir? They did. And uh, it's actually, it's an armored reconnaissance squadron since we're an armored brigade combat team. Uh, but they are converting to a combined arms battalion. The new commander is Lieutenant Colonel Jason Tussie. Uh, he just took over for Lieutenant Colonel Joey Polanco. Uh, both of them are incredible officers, and uh, Joey did a tremendous job with that squadron, uh, deployed him to Afghanistan to do missions here uh, last, last summer. You know, they were out here nine months, uh, redeployed in July 2013, and now uh, just uh, yesterday, they had their change of command, and Lieutenant Colonel Jason Tussie's in command now. So what's going to happen is they're going from a armored recon- reconnaissance squadron to a combined arms battalion. So they will take uh, three troops, three reconnaissance troops, and they will convert them, and they're going to become two infantry companies and two armor companies. And you're probably thinking, well, how do you take three troops and make them four companies? So they are going to add one company as well. And that means quite a few new personnel will be coming in and a whole new set of equipment, tanks and, and Bradleys that they'll be using. So it'll be a very exciting spring for 1-9 Cavalry. And all of that starting before the brigade headquarters even returns. So uh, we've got a lot, of, a lot of change going on. And uh, talking about the brigade headquarters, the 2 BSTB uh, will be transitioning soon to the 8th uh, Brigade Engineer Battalion, which I, I don't know if that's a new concept or not, but I've never heard of a Brigade Engineer Battalion. But I know 8th Engineer Battalion used to be part of Blackjack many years ago. I guess Command Sergeant Major Chipnick said when first time he was in Blackjack, he when he was a private first class, he was... That's where he was in. He was in 8th Engineer Battalion in Blackjack. And so they separated, and now they came, they came back. Right. Uh, so, sir, do you have anything to say about the uh, transition of the BSTB to the 8th BEB? Is that something that we're still working on? or? Yeah, I certainly do have a couple comments. One is the 8th Engineer Battalion was not actually in Blackjack. I think it was in Gray Wolf. Uh, so, but the 8th is coming to us, and uh, we're real excited about it. They're already at, out of Fort Hood, Texas, and right now they're part of the 36th Engineer Brigade. In fact, they were out here in Afghanistan over at Fob Shank and just recently cased their colors to redeploy. So we were able to work with them. 1-5 CAV was doing combined arms uh, route clearance with the 8th Engineer Battalion. So we've, we've got a solid partnership with them. Well, as the BSTB actually transitions to an engineer battalion, they're going to add an engineer company, uh, and they're also going to add a forward support company. So it'll be a lot of big changes there. And then over time, the, the headquarters of the two BSTB will be, have more and more engineer soldiers uh, and officers at the helm. But it's a, it's a great thing for the brigade combat team because we do need more engineer capability. And we're glad to bring them on board, just as the other uh, brigade combat teams in 1st Cavalry Division are undergoing similar transitions. Thank you, sir, for that answer. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll get straight to what the brigade is going to be doing with Colonel Robert F. Whittle, Jr., commander of the 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 1st Cavalry Division, Blackjack. Stay tuned. 
It's Thanksgiving Day, and the dining facility on forward operating base Ghazni is packed with soldiers. The best of what the DFAC has to offer is spread throughout. The smell of turkey, ham, and stuffing makes it easy for soldiers to sit down and have a great dinner. 21 years is the first time I've never had a chance to eat dinner or lunch with any of my family members. That's the voice of specialist Christian Brinkley, and he's talking about his first deployed Thanksgiving in the Army. For a lot of soldiers, being deployed during the holidays might be part of the job, but it's a memory shared by everyone who's done it. It's different. I'm not, I'm used, at this time, I'm used to being, sitting in a chair, saying grace, enjoying my grandfather, my aunt, my, my mother, my father, my five brothers, my two sisters. It's a new experience and a lot to handle for any young soldier, especially when... I just got married too, so I don't even get to see my newlywed wife for Thanksgiving either. It's, it's different. It's very different. There is a difference in being home and being deployed during the holidays, but a specialist Brinkley found out one thing is the same. He can count on his fellow Blackjack soldiers from 1-5 Cav 2nd Brigade Combat Team 1st Cavalry Division to be there for him this holiday season. And it's one of those things people always tell me, deployment will, will bring you the closest to any soldier you ever work with. I always thought they were just lying, but it actually turns out it really brings you closer to other people. For America's First Team, I'm Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez. Can I get ham, turkey, stuffing, and mac and cheese? Welcome back to the deal. Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez here. Have Army Sergeant Jonathan Hoover. Jonathan Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Marcus Byrne. And of course, with us, uh, Colonel Robert F. Whittle, Jr., Commander of 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 1st Cavalry Division. Hey, thanks. And I, and I go by, by Colonel Bob Whittle. <laughs> Colonel and, Bob Whittle. Right. And for yes, our, sir. For her uh, you know, spouses back there, of course, they, they call me Bob. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody kind of knows what the go by name is. Hey, I just want to take a second uh, to say hello to my own family back there, my wife Kathleen and my son Austin and my daughter Avery. Uh, definitely miss them and just want to give them a quick shout while we're here uh, on the air in this podcast. And then I also want to take a moment, and we did talk about the holidays earlier, but I want to take a moment and just wish all of the soldiers and families of the Blackjack Brigade Combat Team a Merry Christmas and a, and a happy holiday season. I hope everyone has a, a very safe season and uh, makes the absolute best of it. Thanks. Um, that's excellent. Uh, so the brigade, what are we going to be doing? I think that's a question for a lot of people. When we redeploy, what can we expect over the next few months? Oh, Marcus, go ahead. I, Marcus has the answers. No, I was just going <laughs> to fill in until you answered, sir. I was, gonna, I was just going to tap dance until you started answering. So that... All right. Well, uh, and he does definitely have the answers. But I'll go ahead and, and share them as well. So a couple things. I think the first most important thing for us to do when we get home is to spend some time with our families and, and just spend some time relaxing. So we are, as we redeploy, affording every soldier the opportunity to take some leave. Um, they, you know, of course, they need to have some leave built up. But that while we're out here, they're building two and a half days a month. So they'll be able to go back there and, and take some leave and enjoy family time or, or go fly and see their parents. Uh, whatever they need to do during that time so we're definitely excited about that so that's the first thing is take a take a breath 
you know, really think about everything we've accomplished during this deployment before we return and start rowing hard again like we always do in the Army because our mission is to fight and win our nation's wars and, and our country's depending on us. So each and every single one of us has a sacred duty to continue to move forward in that direction. So how's Blackjack going to do that after we transition from some relaxation time and some leave after this deployment? Well, we're going to do a few things. One is is we, we've used all our equipment out here, so we've got to go back and we've got to maintain it. We've got tanks and Bradleys that we've had in storage back there at Fort Hood, so we've got to service all of that equipment. As you can imagine, all of it probably needs some maintenance work as seals begin to dry out and things like that back there when we're not utilizing tanks and Bradleys because we're an armored brigade combat team. Right. And right. what we're really designed to do is go out there and, and leverage our tanks, our Bradleys, our howitzers, and all that equipment. So that'll probably take, really, when you look at servicing all that equipment, that'll take through June, July, August, and, and even September. And frankly, our primary mission for the first, first few months when we get back is to support 1st Cavalry Division and the other brigades in the division, because they supported us as we headed out for deployment. So that, we're, that turnaround, sir. That's right. They're, we're we getting up and out the door. They're helping us. Now they're, they're going to do the same thing. That's what, that's what our focus is. Well, that's exactly right. Everybody's got to take, you know, take some turn, a turn at the oars. And so this will be our turn for a little while. Now, as we roll out of September, what we expect to do is, is one of the things we enjoy doing the most, and that is gunnery in the October-November time frame. That's my favorite part of being in a brigade combat team. <laughs> Loud, loud noises. Yes. Yeah, when I go out to take the pictures, I wish they let us get closer. But well, safety. you're a former infantryman, so your hearing's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all those, uh, you know, all those booms that you hear when you're when you're living at Fort Hood and, and sleeping overnight in your house, and you hear all that thunder, we're going to be a part of that this fall. So, it, and that's what our soldiers join the army to do. You know, they want to get on their platforms and they want to shoot, and so we'll definitely afford them the opportunity opportunity to do that this fall. And then what happens, right? What happens at the end of fall? Well, we got Christmas coming and the holidays again. So I think it'd be nice to actually spend that time with our families. That'd be great. That'd be nice, very nice. You, sir, at the, beginning, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned uh, when you said uh, you're away or deployed, you know, the past three years I have yet to be in the States because I've been in Germany, in Europe. I know you're with your family, but it's still almost not the same thing, even though you get to experience something else. To be in the States to get Christmas, that'll be, like for me, it'll be the first time in about four years. So I'm looking for that. And, you know, get a whole football season in. That's that's Those are my two things. Watch a whole football season from beginning to end in the United States and get the holiday seasons. I don't know why you'd want to do that to yourself as a Cowboys fan. I know. I, I, knew, I knew that was going to come up as soon as I said football. I was like, oh, you know. It's like, I know no one's going to feel sorry for me, but the same situation for me when I was stationed in Hawaii for four Christmases. Yeah. I did, it, it, it had a, the seniority leave for holidays. But Hawaii's the United States. Well, I know, but it's also a $970 plane ticket. That's right. That's right. Well, I didn't mind Germany so much because they have the glue vine, which sort of makes up for everything. <laughs> what is that? That's uh, basically warmed up wine. Oh. Uh, Every, every, every town has their own form of glue vine. It's pretty pretty nice. Never one, had any. One thing I've noticed, though, is just I've never seen a, another country that does Christmas lights like we do in America. Right, right. I mean, you really can't drive around most you know European cities or anything like that and see Christmas lights like you can in downtown America. 
as we uh, as we raise the electric bill and just have all kinds of crazy things out there. So that's definitely an enjoyable part of it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I'm going to miss the most this year being here for Christmas is not being able to decorate my house. Because <laughs> last year, my wife actually had to tell me to stop <laughs> buying lights because I was trying to outdo the neighbors. But they've been living there. You know, they own the house. We're just renting. So I had to buy all new lights. <laughs> yeah. So every day I was like, I gotta get more. I gotta get more. We'll definitely drive by your house this Christmas. <laughs> so, sir, um, is that is that uh, is there any more you want to add to our, what kind of what our plan is? Or? Oh, absolutely. I just want to make it a point that we're we're going to take a couple weeks of leave. As, and enjoy as, soon, the as, holidays, you, as so. soon as you say enjoy the holidays, that's we're all looking forward to that. Apparently, so we're looking forward to Christmas in a week and Christmas in a year, right? Well, obviously, you know the culminating event for every brigade combat team is is going to a, a training center, and and right now it looks like in March of 2015 sounds like a long time from now but we'll head head to the national training center in fort Irwin, california and that'll be exciting really anytime uh, you're part of a unit once you complete that training center rotation that's when you know that you are fully trained at your job fully qualified and ready to go so once we complete that that training center rotation in march 2015 at that point we're validated and we're ready to go anywhere that the army wants to send us and that and that's sort of the that's the whole that's the whole cycle right there we've gone from beginning to end and we're already thinking about that all over again so it shows how far out that we have to start planning i know we've been planning for that for a while uh, here in the in the brigade headquarters you know all the brigade staff running around trying to figure out uh, how this is all going to be set up over the next year Right, and what, one thing I would share with you is, so when we finish the National Training Center rotation in March 2015, then we enter the Army's ready pool. And, you know, we're simply a brigade that the Army can go to should the Army need one. Uh, so, But as of right now, you know, we're good to go in terms of making sure, at least through summer of 2015, that aside from field problems and the deployment to the National Training Center, we'll be home. Uh, so one of the topics we get all the time is uh, mail. Uh, it's a recurring thing, so I'm going to bring it up right now. Sorry, Hoover, you want to talk a little bit about mail? Do you have a story? Uh, yeah, I, I'm the former 2nd Brigade Combat Team uh, mailroom NCYC. And uh, one of the occur reoccurring things that we always had to deal with was uh, soldiers not or saying they don't get their mail. Uh, first of all, uh, if your soldier is, is saying that he, he's not getting what you sent him, uh, tell him to get with his first-line supervisor, uh, confirm that the address to his company unit and everything is correct, and then uh, have his first-line supervisor walk him down to the mailroom because if he's a new soldier, he probably doesn't know where the mailroom is. And he might have a package there. Yes. Or you're talking about at Fort Hood. Yes, this is back at Fort Hood, the brigade mailroom. Okay. Too easy. That's a quick, quick thing that comes up with mail all the time, every time. So we got it hooked up on the show. Uh, Colonel, uh, you'd like to talk about, uh, you know, the time that we've been here in country and uh, something for soldiers to think about. Well, just something we were talking about in the break. You know, Sergeant Hoover, who's a uh, former 11 Bravo infantryman, mentioned that we're six months into this deployment. And one of the things we've got to be careful of is that we don't get complacent. And so I just wanted to batted around the room here how do we avoid complacency here in, in the brigade combat team uh sir I, th I think it's a it's really very important that leaders continue to enforce standards and hold the soldiers to those high standards so that way no one gets laxy daisy and makes a silly mistake uh you know i'm gonna pull one i think um 
when you talk about uh, complacency and stuff, it, maybe as an NCO, as a leader, you have a bunch of guys that have been out here. You've been in, in country for, for a while now, and, and you've trusted your guys to handle their positions. They've been doing it, and you might get complacent as maybe just a leader trusting you know your guys. You still have, as an NCO, you gotta check up on your guys, make sure they're doing uh, the right thing. Uh, you know, those spot checks for anything and everything. Um, checking their equipment before they go out, everything that gets ready, because you might get complacent even though your guys are still doing what they're doing, um, you know, being that leadership position to make sure you're, you're, you're following up on what they're doing. Uh, sometimes you gotta think about the, uh, sort of the simple things you can miss, sort of the small things and the simple things. And if a leader goes around and checks those small, simple things that are usually glanced over, that usually makes people tighten up what they're doing and think about all the all those little small things. So those leader pre-combat inspections of those little small items that we usually uh, glance over or leave behind, that really makes people tighten up their, their shot group a little bit. And I just want to say, you know, we're not saying leaders are doing a bad job right oh, now. Yeah, they're no. doing an excellent job out there. We just want them to continue to do what they're doing out there on the front. Oh, absolutely. And also, I think on the, the safety front as well, because we're – when we talk about pre-combat inspections and, and pre-combat checks, of course, we're talking about combat operations, but also just the safety aspect is something that we got to continually reinforce and make sure when we're backing up trucks that we're using ground guides and whenever we're uh, moving around, we're never walking between vehicles, things like that, and just continue to reinforce it, which I, I see our non-commissioned officers doing a great job in uh, our officers as well. I'm very proud of uh, how everybody's doing in the brigade combat team. We want to make sure now as we round third base on this deployment and uh, do that, have that last stretch headed, headed to home base that we make it to home base safely. Nice, thank you, sir. Uh, sir, I have a, I have a question uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, why is the Blackjack Brigade so awesome? Well, it's our Valdez. I think I think it's because of you and your awesomeness. No, and it just... it's, sir. It's no, no, no. But you know, there's just a history with you know first calf. Captain Byrne loves First Cav. He's been waiting his entire career to get here. Since I was 15, actually. Since he was 15. Why Why are we so awesome? I just, you know, you feel it. I notice it when we walk around. We have this big five and quarter inch patch on our arm. Why are we so awesome? You get to you get to command the brigade. Why are we so awesome? Anyway, definitely, this is the best job that I've ever had in the entire Army. And, and when you really look at the history of the 1st Cavalry Division and all the brigades, and especially the brigade, the Blackjack Brigade Combat Team, it's amazing. And I think soldiers want to live up to that history. But we get to do a lot of cool things. I mean, we actually do ride horses. You know, you go we to do. any change of command, we are on horseback. We have Stetsons that we're authorized to wear, and a lot of soldiers will you know, spend a few dollars and buy those Stetsons. And uh, that's one of the few things that you can do in the Army when you're actually out of the conventional army uniform right, right. and get away with it so it's kind of fun to break the rules a little bit so to speak and and wear that stetson around and you know the great thing about a stetson is everybody looks good in a stetson i couldn't wait to get my stetson when i got here uh, let's just say that they don't you know? <laughs> i don't have one yet but let's just i couldn't uh, wait to get my stetson when i got here and i just think it's awesome uh just being in, in here especially black Street brigade well I, I think it's part of living up to the legacy um, that's that's what comes with being in a brigade combat team, you know, having to live the legend. You live you know? the legend. I, every time you watch movies or something, they show an army movie or something. It's, it's always a first. Cap always patch. a first cap patch. That's what it is. You yeah, know. You want to hear a true story? True story. Go Remember ahead. these? Go yeah. ahead. I am gonna buy a Stetson when we get back. Yes. I actually, my wife has one. I've been wearing hers occasionally. 
because well, you she's get in, your own. Yeah, she's in first calf too. But I'm going to get my own when we get back. Well, I, I certainly would encourage that. I think that uh, I think you, <laughs> Sergeant Hoover. I do think you would look good in a Stetson. So, yeah, I tell you what, wearing the first cavalry division patch around Afghanistan it really gets a reaction out of people, and everybody comes forward and tells their story about when they were in the first cavalry division, and if they don't have one. They come forward and they'll tell you how much they wish they had right. been a part of it or that they want to be a part of it. And while we've been here, we've, we've got a pretty good by name list of people that want to come to the brigade. And so we're trying to get them all on board because it's always great to have people that are absolutely dying to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it so much for being on on our uh, podcast here. Uh, that's going to be our Hot Topics uh, holiday special. I want to remind everybody that we are available directly through iTunes, the official podcast of the 2nd Brigade Combat Team Blackjack. It is the easiest way to get all of the episodes anywhere on your iDevice. You can just sub- subscribe to The Deal, but we are also available on Stitcher. Stitcher is another podcast app, Captain Byrne. Yeah, it's a podcast app available on uh, Android, iOS. That's right, Android, iOS. On the internet, you can get it. Basically, it, it takes our uh, feed that we send to iTunes and puts it in another app. So if you want to get it that way, you can play it on the on the fly as you're, you know. So, you if, so if you have basically. maybe a tablet that's not iOS, you can still get it uh, the, right. the podcast that way. You can do it through the internet as well. Just open up a web page and go to Stitcher and you can find the deal on there. Excellent. Subscribe to The Deal. That's going to wrap things up on this episode of The Deal. Make sure to tell everyone you know to subscribe to The Deal. Head to our Facebook page and find out what America's greatest soldiers are doing. I'm Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez. I'm Army Big Sarge Jonathan Hoover. Army Captain Marcus Byrne. Army Colonel Bob Whittle. You said big, Sarge. We are out, everybody. Catch us on the next show. Once again, once again, we'll leave you with shout-outs from soldiers to family and friends back home. Hello, I'm PLC Woodrow Killing with the third. I'm from HAC 15 Cal. I'm down in Fort Gosney, and I'd like to send a special holiday shout out to the Kenworth family down in Hastings, Mississippi. Love you. Enjoy the holidays. How you doing, folks? My name is Sergeant Luis Quinones with HAC for uh, 15 Cal. I just want to give a big shout out to all my people: Coney Island, Brooklyn, San Antonio, Virginia. Happy holidays. Be safe. Much love. Hi everyone, this is PFC Nelly Mercado from Lingwood, California. Just wanted to give out a shout out to my friends and family back in Lingwood, California. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Love you all. Uh, this is PFC Del Machad. like to wish happy holidays to uh, my family back home in Connecticut and my wife down in Fort Hood in Texas. Coming from Five Guys in Afghanistan. Happy holidays. Special guest Aurelia Alvarez from HHC 15 Cav. I'd like to wish a Merry Christmas to my family in Las Pasos, Texas. Merry Christmas. Hi, my name is Staff Sergeant Arkelio Alicia Vega, A-R-K-E-L-I-O-A-L-I-C-A-V-E-G-A. That took a long time. I'm from Morovis, Puerto Rico. Uh, I want to say happy holidays to my family, my kids, Maxwell, Mia, and Najee. I love you all. We'll see you soon. Merry Christmas from 15 Cav Medics!